Welcome to Intrepid HR Radio, the voice of today's human resources professional, broadcasting live from Las Vegas and the 18th Annual HR Technology Conference and Exposition. Our Vegas coverage is made possible by Dovetail Software. Dovetail's Employment Engagement Suite is a SaaS-based human resource help desk and case management solution to manage and track real-time employee interactions with HR. And now, here are your hosts, Todd Schnick and Rayan Thorne. All right, welcome back to Intrepid HR, broadcasting from Las Vegas in HR Tech. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Rayanne Thorne. You know, you were just out running a quick errand, and uh, uh, yes. our next guest and I had a long conversation you about did. you. did. I'm jealous. We're having a good time so far. Oh, aren't, good. Aren't oh, we? it's we're having such a great time here in Las Vegas at the 18th Annual HR Technology Conference and Exposition. Dovetail, we're down at booth 1944, if you happen to be around and listening, please come by and see us. Well, I've been looking forward to this chat since uh, we booked this interview uh, quite a while back. Uh, before we get there, though, uh, Rayanne, a quick shout out to our sponsor, Dovetail Software. Yes, Dovetail Software. Employee engagement suite. Employee engagement. We're talking about that a lot at this conference. I think the tech companies that are here are starting to really think about it and what it means. Dovetail's been thinking about it for a long time. By HR, for HR, empowering HR, Dovetail Software. All right. Well, let's get to our conversation with Joined now by Paul Hebert. He's a designer of programs which change employee behavior. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. You know, I didn't realize that this was the 18th anniversary of the HR Tech Conference. Yeah. It's the same age as me. <laughs> Can you believe that? I was just, it's amazing. That I, is amazing. I can't amazing. believe you were actually let in. I mean, I, I, how did you allow, able to come I to Las bring Vegas? my parents with me. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> understand. Paul, our audience is obviously familiar with some of the work that you're doing, but uh, just in case, uh, tell them about some of the work that you do do so they understand. Okay, happy to. Uh, you know, as you said, I design programs to change behavior, so I spend a lot of time in the social psychology world, a lot of time in behavioral economics, and we talk about how do we engage employees, how do we create that emotional connection, because, you know, frankly, we're at HR Tech, and everybody wants to learn how to make their HR more efficient. I'm here to help clients figure out to make it more effective by having that human part of the equation. I look around and I think there's a lot of people that have picked up on that because if almost everywhere you look, there's a human in the marketing or the right. selling proposition right. now. So my, I help companies design that and then they can go out and find the best way to support that internally. So Paul, one of, one of the things that I love about you is Just one? The, the humanity that that is around you. Uh, my most listened to HR Latte show was my interview with you. And we talked about the end of the year, right? What can you do differently as we look forward at 2015? And I'm blown away by what you have done since that conversation. So tell us what you have going on right now. I know that you launched a new project, and I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, I, I actually have launched a couple of new ones. Okay. Uh, uh, the, the big one, though, that we're talking about right now is something called 50 Over 50 HR. And what that is, it's an award program for, for HR practitioners that have had a long career of excellence. So, you know, there's always these... Uh, awards out there, the 30 under 30, the 40 under right, 40, right? right? And then I started looking at some people's LinkedIn profiles, and I'm seeing that they were nominated or given some award in 1996, and they're still riding that same horse as if that's the, you know, they've done one thing the 30 pinnacle. years. Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking, there are so many people in HR that get up every morning and make it better 
and they're just not getting that recognition. So we started, it's called 50 over 50 HR. That's the website, but 50 over 50 HR.com. That's five zero, not spelled out. Right. And there's a nomination form, so it's nomination driven. So you can nominate anybody that you want as long as they're over the age of 50. Can't be a sponsor and they can't be a judge. I do have seven judges, so we're gonna take everybody that's nominated. Once a month, we're gonna pick one person out of that group and they're gonna be really pumped up for that month. Then at the end of the year, we're gonna take the 12 monthly nominees and we're gonna create the end of the year one person and we've got a beautiful little trophy we're going to have some gifts for them and things like that but the Wonderful. idea is to let's start pumping up the people that have contributed over a career not just over a weekend I, I love that and we are a proud sponsor of the 50 over 50 intrepid hr we jumped on Thank that you. as soon as we could happy to, to sponsor it tell us what what this means for the community when when we think about 50 over 50 what does it what does it mean for somebody that's been working in the trenches for years well I, I think first and foremost, it gives people uh, a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, is that, you know, there's a lot of people that are 50 years old or even older than that that are thinking that everybody else is thinking their career is over. But we, I know for a fact, I mean, like I said, I'm 18 years old, about three times <laughs> over. But I also know that I am learning new things every day. I mean, I'm walking this floor today at HR Tech and I'm just absorbing all of this. And there's a lot of people doing that now. And I think they right. sh that... I think this award will convince them that their career isn't over. This is the beginning of the next phase. I mean, we keep talking about these, you know, that we're going to have this huge retirement push, right? Mm -mm. It hasn't happened. It's not going to happen. People are going to work. A, they're healthier, they're living longer, they're, live, they're, they're more aware, they want to contribute longer in life. I think this is a great way to surface those people that ultimately may be great hires for, you know, a, a startup. They can now say, hey, here's somebody that's been through it. They've right. been in the trenches. Right. They can really help us. I, I personally love being over 50. And I love that you you have chosen this as a, a next step for yourself in your career, mm -hmm. an opportunity to highlight people that have had that longevity, that have, have contributed and continue to contribute. Right. I don't look at retirement. I don't even consider it as an option for me. And maybe we're the first generation that didn't say, I'm working for the gold watch. Right? Maybe we're the first generation that said, I can do more than one thing. I don't have to stay in one job for the rest of my life. And we're constantly evolving, learning. Technology has been a part of that, right? Absolutely. And I think, too, that, you know, there, there, there's some, you know, just uh, societal things that have changed. We don't have defined pension programs anymore for most of us. So, that you know, just money-wise, we're not going to be able to have the same lifestyle potentially and, and we don't want to give that up or we've you know live a lifestyle that we never could have imagined and we want to keep it but either way I think that uh, we are going to be continuing to work just because our brains are going to want to be active we don't have this you know hit 65 and sit back on the back porch anymore I, I there's don't get me wrong there will be some of that but sure. I think a lot of people especially uh, the people I've run into that are 50 over 50 I don't see them retiring anytime well, soon. Well, I think so. I, I know the answer to this question, but let me ask you. I mean, it's no surprise to you that we have a lot of conversations on the show about the, the new boom in mobile and wearables mm -hmm. and all these kind of... Right. And you walk around, there's a, you know, the startup in a pavilion. I mean, there's all this amazing technology. And we ask the question, well, are we doing this because, comma, for the millennials? So my question to you is, are those over 50 in this industry, are they embracing this technological change? I mean, are they taking advantage of it? Are they, are they, are they, are they seeing the value of it? Are they 
because of their long experience, are they saying, ooh, this is neat, here are some things you could do to make it better? I mean, I, I think they have a very important role to play there. It's not just for the millennials. Yeah, I think that there's been, you know, there's a lot of consultants that make a lot of money because of the millennials, and so they keep that conversation sure, top of sure. mind. It's important to them. On the other hand, uh, there's you know, been some research done where we really shouldn't look at age groupings as when we talk about technology, we should be looking at how people adopt and use technology. So you've probably heard that you know, the digital natives and the digital, um, you know, uh, what do they call them now? I can't even remember all the words, but the idea that you grew up with technology or you adopted technology. Right. And I think we need to look at people that way because frankly, uh, I was in a, a meeting the other day and the, the uh, speaker asked, how many people here are taking notes by hand? And only a couple of people raised their hand and the rest of them were typing. But you looked around, there was a lot of bald and gray. There wasn't that many millennials. so. It's interesting. and, and they, I, were, they were working the tech. I was sitting in that session and my associate was sitting next to me, 27. She was taking notes by hand and I was on my computer. But so, she has that, you know, that connection to paper still. I, I want to write it down. I'm she was in that learning mode. I don't want to be disconnected right. from what's going on around me. And paper keeps me more connected with here instead of getting distracted by a tweet that comes in or, a, you know, it's some, it's something that will take me away from the moment, which yeah. is really trying to learn. And, and, I, and I think it's just a mistake in general terms to try to put people into buckets. I agree. So. All right. So Paul, Rayan, and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. Dovetail Software is a proud certified partner with Workday.com, enterprise cloud applications for talent management today. We at Dovetail congratulate Workday and wish them happy 10th anniversary. Visit dovetailsoftware.com to learn more about our partnerships. And now, back to our host and Intrepid HR's live coverage from the HR Technology Conference and Exposition. Here is Todd and Rayanne. All right, and we're back with Paul Hebert, a designer of programs which change employee behavior. Paul, you have worked and had some significant recognition yourself in the work that you've done in recognition. So I want to talk about that because one of the things that we are hearing a lot about at this conference this year and that we've been hearing the last couple of years is employee engagement, is retention. How valuable is recognition when it comes to retaining your quality talent? You know, I think, uh, yeah, I don't think you can overstate the value of it. I mean, recognition, I mean, we get up every morning, all of us do, for a variety of reasons. But one of the ones we get up, probably the biggest one, is to know that what I do every day matters, that I'm not wasting my time, that somebody else has paid attention and saw it. And, and I've almost changed, I like to use the word validation versus recognition, because there's a lot of different variations on that recognition theme. But really what we want to do from an engagement, if I want you to be engaged with me, I've got to tell you I value you. And I want to validate the work that you do. I want to be able to say to you, you are important. Thank you for coming through the doors today. I, there's this uh, movie, Mel Brooks was in years, not Mel Brooks, uh, Mel, uh, what's his name, Mel? Uh, Gibson? Simpson, Jim Gibson. Gibson, yes. There we go. God, I'm all over the place today. But anyway, he was in that movie where he was an ad agency person. He hits his head and he could hear what women want. Yes, I, think the I movie remember was what, what women, women want. Wasn't and, that what it was called? Right. What women want? Exactly. So. Yeah. And there was a scene in there where he's walking across the office and there's a girl walking in front of him and she's thinking, nobody knows my name. Nobody knows who I am. Oh. And she was going to go home and commit suicide because the people at work weren't paying attention to her and she was just disconnected. Now, I'm not suggesting that's going on with employees, but I think the point is people want to know that when they walk in the door, somebody noticed. 
Right. And recognition does that. It allows managers, it allows the company to say to an individual, we're happy you're here. You personally, you Rayanne, you Todd, not just people. And then that gets back to that whole personal part of thing. We talk about how you, you know, make engagement more of a human connection and that gets back to the manager. So recognition is, I think, critical, recognizing and validating those employees. But I, I worry that some organizations say, okay, well, let's get some plaques made up and let's create an award and let's, yep. let's hand them out and then say, okay, done, check, move exactly. on to the next task. How do you draw the fine line between doing something because that's what a book says to do it versus legitimately caring about these yeah. people. And I think what you'll find there is you're right. There are a lot of checkbox programs yes. out there. You know, HR has a box. They check it. Yes, I have a program. You can walk around the floor here. There is technology that allows people to buy that. Automated and recognition. It, it, it's out there right now. <laughs> I know, believe me. It's now, scary. Because that gets back to the idea of trying to make this connection with human beings very efficient. And I, I'm still a big believer that you have to make it more effective. And I think that's where the manager and understanding the psychology, we talked about where I come from. If I, as a manager, understand how people's brains attach to this, I can do a better job. So I'm not suggesting that we don't have some sort of software that manages technology or manages recognition. But we have to train managers to understand how to augment that at a human level. So yes, I can be reminded that I have stuff going on. The data can come into me that says, Paul, go over to Rayanne's office and tell her that you really liked the work she did on yeah. X and that you're happy she came to work this one. Week. It reminds me a little bit of when, when we first learned about automating social. Remember when we can auto-tweet and all those wonderful yeah. things. And then all of a sudden people were answering those auto-tweets, but you weren't there. Right. To, to respond to them, and it was like, uh, did, did you really tweet that, or did somebody else tweet it, or were you not paying right. attention, right? So That's I think there's a place example. for that, yeah. absolutely a place for that, but then there's also, you have to be responsive, you have to be listening, right? And I think there's right. a, a key thing in communication within an organization that allows recognition to actually be true, real, organic. Exactly. Right. And that's a training issue, though. That's, and and to, back to your question, there, you know, you're always going to have companies that don't care. You know, if you want to run a boiler room, knock yourself out. Right. Run a boiler room. That may be your business model, and that's okay. I've worked okay. for a couple of those. It's not fun. It's not where I want to be. But there are people that, yep. that thrive in that environment. Yep. Let's, you know, hey, Wolf of Wall Street, right? We could go right. right there. That's right. But if you want to be truly a company that generates long-term emotional connections to your employees, you've got to take the point of view that I care that I'm human as a, I mean, if you think about it, a company isn't an entity. It's the people inside the company. It's the people that are in the mahogany offices and have the perfect hair and the better parking spots. If those people aren't connected and don't understand what this engagement discussion, then it's just not gonna happen. So it's gotta start at the top and you've gotta want to do it. All right, so Paul, let's shift a bit here. Uh, so over your 18 years, uh, observing this uh, this great show, any advice and counsel on how someone or an organization can really leverage what's going on here in a thing like HR Tech? Yeah, absolutely. I think that you know, first and foremost, it's it's great to just see the availability of the different options that you have, and I think that's really key to be able to know that I'm not stuck in one column. I have the ability to see other things, number one. Number two is, I would say though, there's a problem in that there's so much here. Yeah. An individual I don't think would be 
as good as maybe getting a team together, two or three people, each with a different area of focus. Maybe one of them is on the overall HRIS system. Another one might be on the engagement. Another one might be on recruiting or something. And then you can compare and contrast later and you can kind of do your own thing and get back together. That might be a better way. I'm sure Steve would appreciate that, drive yep. a little bit more attendance. But Absolutely. I, there's just a lot here, just so much. Well, we talk a lot about how helping an organization who's exhibiting strategize mm -hmm. around leveraging an event like this, but you're right. An individual attendee has to strategize exactly. like this because if you can't cover the whole thing, you there are there is stuff that is mad that does matter to you that you need to find. Right. So, yep. all right, well, Paul, gosh, uh, we're gonna have to have him back on the show. I think Absolutely. there's much much more to talk about with Paul. So, but, but for now, we're out of time. Before I let you go, how can people contact you and learn more about your work? Well, easy enough. Um, I've kind of dumbed down my whole uh, social footprint. So it's paul.hebert at outlook.com. Yes, it's not a Gmail account. It's an Outlook account. <laughs> so you're the one. I am the, the one, one, yeah. I got mad at Google, though. They got rid of Reader and they got rid of uh, Buzz and everything. Wait. So I said, you know what? I'm going to get back at you. But I'm sure they're hurting. So paul.hebert <laughs> at outlook.com. And then on Twitter, obviously, it's Incent Intel, I-N-C. E-N-T-I-N-T-E-L, Incent Intel. All right, Paul Hubert, a designer of programs which change employee behavior. As always, sir, good to see you and appreciate all the important work that you do. Always fun to be here. Oh, and one last time, how sure. can people get information on uh, 50 over 50, 50 HR? 50 over 50 HR.com. Just go out there, everything's out there. And the one thing I didn't mention was I also started something on LinkedIn, look for it, it's called HR positive. It's a place you put positive news about HR. No oh, negatives. I love that. And you can't post your own stuff. Well, we need That's to the definitely rule. have you on Intrepid HR to talk about that too. That's I important. That would be a great. That's idea. huge. Paul, good to see you. Thanks for stopping by. You bet. Thank you. All right. It's all the time we have for now. On behalf of my co-host Ray Ann Thorne, our sponsor, Dovetail Software, and all who make this show possible, I'm Todd Schnick. Intrepid HR's coverage from HR Tech. We'll be right back.